You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into the Illini Enquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Derek Piper, and we're recapping a second straight Bragging Rights loss. Brad Underwood falls to 1-2 and two in the Bragging Rights games. Conzo Martin's team again out toughs Illinois 63-56 and what was a really ugly one. Uh, Illinois' offense went cold for about 28 minutes in that game. But I don't know who had a worse day. <laughs> Illinois basketball or Derek Piper, who I don't know if you saw on TV. I think it was on TV. Uh, a Trent Frazier really bad pass. Just went straight to Derek Piper's laptop and totally busted it. You doing okay, man? I'm fine. You know, the screen shattered and it's off the hinges, but one of Illinois' 17 turnovers. To be fair, I was open from three and maybe I would have made one. Illinois was only two of 14 from behind the arc. Might have been the most expensive turnover of the night. <laughs> Do you tell Trent? Do you tell Brad? Probably Brad. Just go, Brad, hey, help me out here, man. Maybe not today. I'll save it for after Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Brad took about an, uh, an hour to get into that post game. We got to talk to Iota Sumu and uh, Georgie Bashanishvili. Uh, Io had 21 points. Pretty good night for Io Sumu. Georgie Bashanishvili, the only other line to shoot 50% or above, but he had six turnovers, and he said, I, I played terrible. It was horrible. Might have cost my team there. Listen, it was just a bad game all around for most of these guys outside of Io DeSumo, who also had four turnovers. Uh, but, Derek, they just got out toughed. Missouri's not a better team. They're not a more talented roster than Illinois. But Kofi only had two rebounds. Uh, Javon Pickett was a star of this game, kind of the guy we don't talk about, about the former Illini guys. Um, that's a really disappointing game because it didn't, to me, come down to X's and O's or talent. It came down to toughness, and Missouri just got into their face and owned them. Yeah, if you would have told me in the beginning of the game, Jeremiah Tillman plays 17 minutes, fouls out with four points and one rebound, and Mark Smith doesn't score, say so Illinois wins by what, 15, 20? Right. And they lose that ball game. And the bench was a big time key with Xavier Penson and Pickett coming off the bench. And Javon Pickett said in the post game, we, we knew we were the tougher team. Uh, they played like it. Mizzou is a very good defensive team. They, they've really taken that from Conzo and uh, become a solid unit there. But Illinois. Their half-court offense is what my, my laptop is. It's, it's pretty broken. <laughs> okay, so Brad gave a lot of credit to Alan Griffin after that game. Said he played with his hair on fire, came in. And I'm struggling to look at this and see Alan Griffin with 18 minutes, DeMonte Williams, who might have had his worst game of the year with you know three turnovers, um, did, had some terrible shots as well, uh, just scored a couple free throws. I, I'm struggling to reconcile that when Alan was the one guy who was like, playing like this game was personal to him. And, and Brad said the game was personal for Mizzou. It wasn't for our guys. Brad kind of downplayed it coming into the week. I wonder if that played against him. I get I get why you do that in the media, but it felt like this game wasn't as personal for a Trent Frazier going against Mark Smith. And even though Trent played pretty well against Mark uh, defensively, just felt like it didn't matter as much to Illinois. 
Yeah, too casual. And Konzo talked about putting on boxing gloves, and and Mizzou took this very, very personally. And all throughout the week, maybe Illinois was too lackadaisical or too normalized for this game. Uh, just you know, because uh, it's not a normal game. It's not. It shouldn't be. <laughs> and I, I get it. You don't want to give Mizzou any bulletin board material by by saying a bunch of stuff. But at the same time, you, you got to be tougher and you got to be ready to play. This, this game should mean more, and, and it definitely meant more to Mizzou today. So. This is this is a weird team, and it's the hallmark of a young team, which I guess it kind of still, but it really isn't. I mean, sophomore, junior-led teams. Kofi didn't have his best night; still scored 13 points, but uh, he was knocked out of this one for a little bit, just on the glass. Mizzou really out-toughed him, but the, for three games they played lockdown defense. Derek, that looked like a tough team, then has this kind of performance. Is this what we're going to get all year with this team? It's what you got to wonder. Um, you know, this team has, has at times, you know, maybe gotten too comfortable and, and been rewarding themselves and, and singing their own praises. And you wonder uh, what the identity of this team is uh, at the offensive end. And I know they played pretty good defense, and they did again today. But uh, how tough are you? Are you going to bring it each and every night? And uh, Brad talks so much about culture through his first two seasons here. And now to have the Miami game where you're completely not ready to play against a high major opponent on your home floor – nationally televised and then to come in here and get punked by a Mizzou team that their roster isn't better than you and their two-star player their two best players uh, didn't play well and you still lost that game so uh, they've pumped the brakes a lot on you know it's, it's early and no game matters more than, than others around the season but uh, now they're kind of in a hole a little bit with two losses to Missouri and Miami uh, you have to do a lot in the Big Ten play. The great thing is, and I wrote this in the quick hits, is the Big Ten gives you so many opportunities. If you win 10 games and you have 18 at the end of the year and then whatever happens in the Big Ten tournament, you're going to be on the bubble just because you're going to have so many quality wins and no bad losses for the most part. And I don't know if they have a bad loss. They had a quad three loss with Miami. This one probably is going to be quad two or quad three. Um, but this team's going to have plenty of opportunities. But the Big Ten also, if they play like this, if they play inconsistent, they might not get to 10 or 11 wins or, or double-digit wins like they need to. Yeah, I mean, you look at this game, and Mizzou fully committed to taking Kofi out of it. Again, Kofi didn't play a very good game. I thought he rushed it and maybe played into the motions too much or uh, there was traffic in the lane, and, and they did a really good job of sending extra help down when he caught in the, in the, in the paint. And two rebounds also is a big-time concern. That's not something that's going to continue, but – Big Ten teams are going to try to take him away. And you saw Illinois scored, will we calculate, five baskets over a 26-and-a-half-minute stretch. When you're taking Kofi away and making other guys beat you on the perimeter, Illinois just doesn't seem to know what to do. All right, when we come back, let's talk about how Brad Underwood tries to fix that. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, we've seen a bad offensive team for most of the year, Derek, when they're not playing cupcakes. I mean, against high major opponents, uh, what's the highest they've scored against Arizona? I think 69 points, or I guess against Miami with that second-half effort. But why does this offense bog down like this, and what does Brad need to do either personnel-wise or schematically to, to fix it? 
It's a great question. It's something they're going to have to figure out over here over the next week or so. Wait, and Brad, didn't you ask him that? I did, and he said, I'll tell you when I have an answer for it. So at least uh, I'm at peace with Brad knowing that he doesn't he doesn't have it figured out. But uh, you got to be able to, to read and react, and that's something that you look at Brad's Stephen F. Austin teams, and they move the ball, and they cut so hard, and uh, it was really putting the defense in a bind. And I know fans hate the dribble weave because it just goes back and forth around the perimeter. If there's no counters, if there's no – you know, Javon Pickett can back cut, and Brad talked so so much about him cutting off the ball. It doesn't seem like Illinois has that, and it also seems like they could really use an Andre Curbelo who can break somebody down and, and move the defense and find the open guy because when they were running the ball screen, that backside three was wide open every time. But then again, this isn't a great shooting team. They don't have shooters. So playmakers and shooters are, are things that they got to be able to find and play Alan Griffin more, maybe play Tev more. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think the Alan Griffin thing has to happen. I mean, I asked him today. I asked Brad after the game. All right, if you're if you're praising Alan, does he got to be play a bigger role? And he seemed to admit that yes. At, at this point, we have to get him on the court more. At the end of the game, when they need to score points in a hurry, Alan Griffin was on the court. I know what Demonte brings defensively. Uh, I know some consistency he brings to that end. But man, he had a rough game, a really rough game. And it's just so easy to guard Illinois when they don't have shooters. Plus, I thought Conzo had a really interesting thing, basically saying Trent Frazier in his new role is so much easier to guard. Yeah. Right? He's, he was basically saying Trent Frazier not bringing the ball up the court, we have bigger guys that can match up on him. It's a lot easier to get in his face when he's not the one bringing the ball up and kind of at the top of that offense. I found that really interesting, Derek. Yeah, it shouldn't be easier to guard. If he's playing off the ball, you got to be able to move him and run him off screens. And uh, where are – where, where are the plays within the offense that are getting guys opportunities to be successful? Uh, I thought Io was very good downhill, and they just didn't get him enough shots in the first half and, and play off of that. Uh, again, Mizzou deserves some credit for the way they switched ball screens. They hedged and made things difficult, but uh, you got to be able to, to answer, and that's on coaching as well and or a big uh, a big part on coaching and being able to respond to that. But, yeah, your, your offense is a, in a bind when DeMonte Williams is out there. Kipper was one for four. I just like Allen only played three minutes in the first half, so that that's got to change going forward. Andres Feliz zero for four. Uh, I don't I don't know where that game came from. He was attacking the rim, and I think they're. The big guards there uh, really bothered him, and it just he was out of the game. And that's the one guy that you feel like Derek toughness, right? Like that's the guy who toughness can be there, but feels like just he hasn't been as locked in here recently, just not making as big of an impact here recently. It's been inconsistent and out of a senior, you need more than that. And and he's such a big piece because we're talking about getting to the rim, who can get points, get to the free throw line, who can score buckets when he needs to most. And, and Andres just wasn't there tonight. That was surprising to me. Oh, definitely. In your other four high major games before this, he had scored double figures every time. And he's someone you rely on to bring that spark off the bench, the toughness, set the tone. And Xavier Penson is a skinny sophomore who just tore him up. I was looking at them, and I looked at their arms. Yeah. And Andres is just a man. And then you see Xavier Penson, like, that's what a three-star kind of mid-major recruit looks like. But he had a monster game for Missouri. Yeah, he broke him down off the dribble, and Felice just forced forced things and was out of control at every turn, and uh, just a, a horrible game for him. When you have that, and then the horrible game that Georgie had, off game for Kofi, it's and then Trent makes one shot all game. All right, when we come back, let's let's look macro at uh, what we're looking at ahead with North Carolina A&T in eight days, and then the Big Ten slate. 
Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. Eight and four. At this point, I think 12 games in, people would have thought that's kind of not a disaster for Illinois, but really, really disappointing, Derek. So non-conference, they don't get one high major win. They lose to Miami, Arizona, and now Missouri. What's this mean for this team moving forward? You're underachieving. You're absolutely underachieving. You're in a point now where uh, you've got to be able to hit your stride in Big Ten play. And as you mentioned earlier, there's going to be a lot of opportunities, but uh, can you have the confidence this, this team's going to be consistent enough throughout a tough stretch, uh, particularly going on the road to Michigan State? Purdue is known for playing very good defense. Uh, Purdue can muck it up like Missouri can. Wisconsin can do it as well. Uh, are, are you able to answer some of the problems that have been issues for a while now, moving the ball and half-court offense. We've been talking about that for how long throughout the, the course of this season. And uh, outside of Kofi, all these guys have played together. And they had extra practices in Italy. And, man, you got you got to figure that out. Year three of this bragging rights game, Derek, I'm confused. Because I would have thought Conzo Martin has the more talented, underachieving team, while Brad Underwood has the tough team that just kind of overachieves. Yep. How did that flip? Like, how, how did we get to this point? And I don't think Missouri is a better program at this point, even though they've won two of three against Illinois. I think Illinois has a better chance of making the NCAA tournament. But it feels like Brad Underwood has recruited a finesse team, while Conzo's got this tough uh, team that just that the pieces might not work out offensively yet. But it's just interesting how – we always said it was going to be interesting to see how Underwood and Conzo would evolve, kind of like Fleck compared to Lovey. I didn't see this coming. No, no. Yeah, the top 100s that Illinois pulled in, and to have two sitting waiting for the 2020 class, that seemed like talent getting Conzo, what he would have done. And uh, Brad was supposed to to, to elevate the, the, the floor and the ceiling with his coaching and uh, obviously the culture and everything. But uh, I don't think anyone would have expected that after the way it seemed like Brad Underwood really outcoached Conzo in game one of this series. Uh, and Illinois got out and ran in the fast break points. And this game, Conzo just had answers for Illinois. They took away everything they wanted to do. They took away Kofi. They didn't let Illinois run. Illinois came in as one of the best rebounding teams, and Mizzou out-rebounded them. Conzo said, let's find out if, they're, if they're, they are that good on the glass. And ugh. Well, Illinois lost bragging rights again. Derek Piper lost a laptop. <laughs> Have a moment of silence. Rest in peace. Christmas list update. <laughs> I was going to say. Amazon Prime ship before Christmas. For, do we need to start a, um, a GoFundMe yeah. for, for Derek Piper's laptop? Assess I mean, the damages. What, what, is your, what is your preferred laptop? Like, how long have you had this laptop? <laughs> we, we need an immemorial yeah. here. The eulogy here. Uh, Lenovo lasted, I think, three years. Uh, had a good run. That's not terrible. No, yeah, it's not bad, and it wasn't super high-priced either, but a quality item that, that played a good value, a good Javon Pickett role, just showed up each and every game. <laughs> some good some key stroking on there, there. Some good key stroking on there. All right, uh, Bragging Rights is done. I think the next podcast we'll have is a bowl podcast with uh isaac and i maybe out in california i fly out the 27th um you know isaac comes out the day after 
Derek, what's next for you? Like, what, I guess recruiting kicks into high gear a little bit now around these holiday tournaments because North Carolina A&T is a terrible team. Offensively, they're terrible. Illinois should get right there and prove to 9-4. and four. Uh, So what's next up for this Illinois staff? Yeah, they got to get out on the recruiting trail. They got to watch a lot of film as well and, and find some answers. So, uh, holiday tournament tournaments coming up after Christmas for sure. And um, I've been diving in on the 2021 recruiting board and figuring that out. And uh, they're expanding their their grasp as far as who they're going after for big men. I don't think you expect Kofi to be here for the 2021-22 season. Uh, Is he a lottery he... pick like <laughs> Stephen Bardo told you on your radio show? And <laughs> that was good radio, by the way. Uh, but I, I think. You're hoping that he's back next season. I would expect that. But they're going to be on some high-profile names as bigs. And uh, even despite this game, there's still no better time to sell uh, the big man position right now at Illinois. Uh, one more thing uh, on the Kofi thing. I, he, he intrigues me enough. I think he's different enough than seven-foot, 280-pound guys we usually see in college. Right? I think he's different enough that the NBA will be very interested in him. I don't know if it'll be this year, Derek. I think maybe in Big Ten play, coaches will expose him a little bit defensively on the perimeter. But he is different enough, um, showing what he can do at the free throw line, his rebounding ability outside of this game. He is proving to me to be a better long-term or more interesting NBA prospect than I thought he'd be. Yeah, that's a good point. I got a text from someone today that talked to an NBA scout and actually had some more on that coming to a, to a line I inquired. Oh, that's a tease. Yeah, there we go. But uh, lighter on his feet than we thought. Yes. He, he moves pretty darn well. And uh, if he can be a very good rebounder, which he, he wasn't today against Missouri, but uh, back to the basket is still something that he can add more to. Mid-range jumper. If he can shoot free throws like this, I think he can shoot the mid-range, maybe potentially expand out from three. But uh, I think just the fact that his conditioning is better, uh, when he played 34 minutes, that's crazy. 34 minutes and then just the fact that he's moving the way he is, uh, I think defends a little bit better than we thought. He's more mature. Oh, yeah. I think just in, in his knowledge of the game. like he, He's very mature in that way and just picked up and improved a lot as the season goes on. That Those things, the, the quickness and the maturity has kind of surprised me more than anything. Yeah, consistency, mental maturity, not getting frustrated. I did think, again, he got sped up a little bit today and, and the environment uh, maybe played a role in that. But, I mean, he's been your most confident and consistent ident- uh, entity on this team. Uh, and that's been really impressive for a freshman and not necessarily expected for – so many major contributors coming back. All right, Illini basketball goes in the holidays, uh, upset for the second straight year after a bragging rights loss. But hopefully all of you guys have a great, healthy holidays. Enjoy it with the family. Uh, we appreciate you uh, this time of year more than any uh, for just being able to allow us to do what we do. Uh, we're coming down to here. We're coming to the uh, uh, bowl game. We really appreciate all you guys. So hope you have a great holiday. Derek Piper, enjoy it, man. You too, man. All right. Have a fun time out in uh, Cali. We'll try to. Keep your laptop safe. <laughs> Don't let right. Blake, Blake Hayes kick one up there and, and mess you up. Yeah, Lovey doesn't let us go to practice. <laughs> I think that shouldn't be a big deal. Uh, everybody have a great holiday. We'll talk to you next time on the Online Choir Podcast.